We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome into another edition of, and I needed to fix this on YouTube, another edition of McCready and Siski powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. I'm Neil McCready. That is Tyler Siski. This is what it is. Episode 80. You didn't put it on there, and so I lost count. Two, I think. 82. I th- I'm pretty sure. 82. Right, remind me to fix that in the stream. Fix that in the stream. That's your reminder. Uh, I'm Neil. That's Tyler. We're brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel. Have been for uh, going on a year now. Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. I went oldie but a goodie on you today. What you got? The cherry oh, limeade. Oh, cherry limeade. Classic. How about that? It's, yeah. <sighs> That's good. All right. I've had some people ask me why I'm not drinking a, a, a rain on the show. It's because... Honest to God, if I drink a rain at 2 o'clock, I'm awake. <laughs> it doesn't bother me. Um, I mean, it, excuse me. I can go to sleep. What I have found is on my running days, which is like every other day, if instead of having a second coffee, if I'll have a rain that morning, I'm rolling. Really? Yep. Do it in the morning? Mm-hmm. More, more energy. And then by the time, it's, I mean, look, if I were in my 20s or 30s, I can, I can go. Don't I can care. Three hundred milligrams of caffeine, but three hundred milligrams of caffeine two two o'clock in the afternoon is a little. It, I'm good with it. It doesn't bother me. And I only have one cup of coffee in the morning. That's it. So yeah, that's, I'm I'm a three coffee person. We we'll just go one coffee. That's what I do on the days I run. And then go the rain two o'clock rain. You'd be good. That's well. That's that's a thought. That's a thought. <laughs> All right. I'm going to start this thing off with... This is the Tyler airing of grievances. By the way, if it looks funny on the stream, it's because we just, we're just we still waiting on... like A camera's out, needs a part, part's been shipped. I like this angle better. It it shows off your facial hair. Yeah, there. I like it a little All bit. Right. So go ahead, air your grievances. All right, so we had a uh, we had double dose of Siski travel ball this weekend. We had the Oxford Orioles in action for their last tournament of the weekend. 
and then we had the Giants going uh, on the road to Millington in, in a uh, college showcase tournament. Um, and this is my second tournament with this 15-year-old group. And I have learned uh, the ways of the 15-year-old world. It's completely different. It is a whole new – once you get to the age, the age of 15 and up, mm-hmm. you have entered a new world of travel baseball. Okay. A whole new world. Okay. All right. All right. So we had the one tournament. I was like, okay, so this one has 24 teams in it from all over the country. And there were six pools, kind of like soccer. There were six pools of four. The only way you get to the brackets if you win your pool. Cool. But here's where I started to have my first problem is, and it's not even a problem. It's legal. They're not breaking any rules. It's just an ick is we're sitting here. Everyone on our team is from here, right? I mean, they go to Oxford High School. They go to Lafayette High School. We branch out and got a kid from South Panola. You know, got a kid from Senatobi, one kid from Senatobi. They've been playing with us, though. So, for people who aren't familiar with North Mississippi, uh, Those South all- Panola's in Batesville, which is about 20 minutes to the west of Oxford. Uh, Senatobia is uh, about halfway between Oxford and Memphis. Yeah, as the 40 as the, minutes. As the crow flies. Yeah. So, everybody, but. To the north of Oxford. Everybody's kind of played together, the same group for a while, right? We show up to these tournaments, dude, and. I sent you the text. I'm sure you got a chuckle out of it. So we show up. Game number one, playing the old U.S. national team. And I have learned that the U.S. national team has four different teams, a west and east, a south, and a mid-south. Okay. And so they they basically pull their kids on a roster from eight different states. And when I say they beat the shit out of us, I have never been beat that bad in any sporting (laughs) event in my life. Yeah. We had we made one error, okay. one error. Okay, one. Yep. They had nineteen hits in the first two innings, and they wasn't like there was no no dinks over the second baseman. It was shakow, shakow, shakow. I'm just stroking the baseball. I mean, you couldn't have hit the ball harder in batting practice. It was it was like the only way I could think it could get any worse is if you took the the National League All-Star team and gave them aluminum bats and made them play the Oxford Charger high school baseball team. Probably would go well. That's I, about how I felt. I, I would worry for my I would worry for the kids' physical health. And me being I should I should get mic'd up. I should put on TikTok one day because I'm very honest with our kids. You know, I wanted to be pissed. I told you, I was like, I really I actually thought about getting thrown out of the game, but there was nothing to get thrown out of the game over. I can't get thrown to the game with guys hitting 455 foot bombs. I can't. I mean, there's nothing to argue. So I go out there and I'm like, oh my gosh, these guys are great. And they were. They won the tournament. Shocker. They were good. Yeah. But here was my ick. Hope they got a medal, by the way. Uh, I don't know what they do. <laughs> I was so far away from the championship <laughs> game. I don't know what they did in this age group. All right. But here's the deal is you have. A majority of the teams in the tournament, I'd say 18 teams in the tournament were like us, okay? They were, you know, a local area that the kids played and, you know, you went and gone. But, dude, they are flying in pitchers to pitch in these games. Like, the kids would be there on Thursday, was coming from freaking Minnesota or somewhere, pitch. You don't see him the rest of the weekend. He goes home. And they call him up, and and this is not um, unusual, Okay. This is not against the rules. It's not unusual. Okay. I've checked it out. 
uh, with a friend of ours that used to be a head coach somewhere, like in the five miles away. <laughs> and he says it's normal. They do it. Um, but these big organizations will, will call a kid up and they'll be like, hey, we're going to play Friday at 6. You know, we're playing Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Our game's Friday at 6. Kids will fly in Friday morning, pitch, and then get on the next flight out and go home. But why? I don't know, dude. Well, give me your theory. Why? What, I don't what, know. What, what are we, what are we doing? Know. Well, here's the thing is it's supposed to be for development, right? And then – but it's really not. The only thing I can think of is – and I could be dead wrong on this. I'm going to raise my hand and let y'all know I could be dead wrong on this. The only thought process that I can go through my head is to say, oh, we have this baseball club. We're a national team. Like the Canes is one, right? You have the Canes. You have the Knights. you got these national – EBC's got a national team now. you got all these national organizations. Okay. The only thing I can possibly fathom is if they win enough with that national team – It'll it'll convince little Johnny's mom to spend a gazillion dollars to play for their one of their other organizational teams in the hopes that they get there. I don't know, but it's the it's the damnedest thing I've ever seen. Is they were in there, they're flying kids in the pitch, and then they leave. They're not even they're not even there anymore. They leave and they're not there, but for one day of the four day tournament. Who pays for the flight? The parents? That I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I would imagine the parents do, but if the parents do, that's even it's even better. But yeah, that was my. I, I just don't. I just don't understand. I don't understand a lot. I'm, 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 I'm trying. <laughs> that was a new. One. This was a new one for me. I, I did not know that went on. I, I don't understand how anyone ever got to. And I realize it's big business. Okay, I realize that. Oh, big business. Big, big business. business. But I don't understand honestly. I'm trying not to pick on people. It's fine. I'll pick on who. Okay. Well, pick on. here's my thing. Little Johnny Smith. Okay. If little Johnny Smith has major league talent, it's going to be really hard to hide it unless he just doesn't play. Oh yeah. Okay. If little Johnny Smith doesn't have professional talent, I don't care where he travels. It's not going to happen. It's uh, so hard. This is what I, I, I sometimes. <laughs> I'm really trying hard to pick on people because <laughs> I don't want to. Because there are some people that that they honestly believe that they're doing their son a favor by taking his childhood, throwing it away, and making it where when he's 17 years old, he's going to hate his parents because all he ever did was play baseball and he's not good enough to play college. Okay. And there's a lot of that. It's a lot of that. A whole lot of that. And it's just kind of, I'll stop. <laughs> you can't get that far. Just well, stop. it's, I'm, you know, I used to be kind of pissed off at, at Carson's, my son's travel baseball experience. And now I'm kind of thankful. If I saw the people out, I'd be like, hey, thanks. You, 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 by, by doing that, you let him just focus on, like, I look at these people and it's every single weekend. They're gone somewhere. Every single weekend. And it's just, it goes on and on and on and on. And at some point, you're like, of all of those kids, like Gray Kessinger, yeah. just, just, just is in the bigs right now. Just got his first major league hit. I saw that. Think about how good Gray Kessinger was 
13, 14, 15, 16 years old. Yeah. Okay. He was going to get found. Yeah. The uh, Smithwick kid, I think that's his name, at, at Oxford, the catcher, catcher. who's committed to or signed at this point with Ole Miss. He's the best player to go through there since, like, Kessinger and Thomas Dillard and them. Yeah. There aren't, like, dozens of you, – you, It's you, different. You, when you see – I get here's your point, and I, especially in baseball, when you see somebody that good, it's very obvious. And that's my point. It's more obvious than any other sport there is, I guess, besides basketball. Yeah. I'm sure if your boy, Women Yana, was out here playing at Oxford High School, he'd stand out, you know, a little bit. Right, but well, they yeah, they can tell the basketball but kids it makes really a, quick, dude. It makes a different noise off their bat. Of I mean, course, we got guys. Uh, we had a kid, uh, and look, and here's, and my, like, and here's my point. This is not to yeah. minimize anything that Greg Kessinger's done because holy cow, man, when you make the major leagues, I mean, that's a hell of an accomplishment. Nobody, nobody puts on Stringly. one of the, you don't put that uniform on of the Astros or any of the other teams in Major League Baseball and get to walk to the plate carrying a brown, I mean, or, or a piece of wood without getting assaulted. Uh, Unless you're really, really good, you don't get to stand up on the mound on a, on a major league stadium and get a ball and throw it without being incredible, right? Yeah. And and Gray's 25 years old at this point, probably, and and fighting for a spot on a major league roster. That's my point. He's the best player that's come through here in ages, <laughs> and he's fighting for a spot yeah. on a major league roster. And again, I'm not minimizing at all. So if anybody accuses me of that, either you're not listening to me or I'm not communicating this correctly. It's usually the first part. My point is like, I'm not even talking about Bryce Harper and I'm not, I'm not talking right. about, about Manny Machado or, or Shohei Otani or Aaron judge or, or the elite upper crust major league player. I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about those kinds of guys. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm not even talking about like the Ozzy Albies, the the really good everyday major league kind of players, yeah. Dansby Swanson. I'm not talking about those cats. I'm talking about the guys that are fighting for spots near the bottom of major league. The rosters rest of them are the very best ever. Okay, the cat that's in Triple A trying to get a spot in a major league bullpen <laughs> was a dominant, dominant high school pitcher. Yeah, like he mowed everybody down. Like people yeah. were still talking about. Yeah, I faced so and so and so and so. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. All of the travel ball in the world isn't going to make your kid a major league player. It's not going to make your kid a college player. It's just not. You get reps. You get, like, that's what I'm really doing. Like, and here's what yeah, I'm trying and, to get out of and, and, it. And, and BWL's kind of missing my point. Yeah, Gray played a lot of travel ball. Yeah. Because it was a lot of development for him. But the travel ball is not the reason that Gray Kessinger's in the major leagues. Gray Kessinger's in the major leagues because he has an absolute load of talent. Yeah. I'm doing it's it. It's about talent. This is what I, I hope our kids are getting out of it. But I'm not even really talking about you and your yeah, kids. Yeah, no, I get it. Right. I know. Here's what I hope my kids are getting out of it and on our team is every single pitcher that we see, like these pitching staffs on this team are better than any pitching staff in high school baseball that you know of. And they're 15 years old. Right. Like at 15 years old, their pitching staff is better than any high school pitching staff in the state of Mississippi at 15 years old. I mean, we got, I don't know who in the world they threw against us. Poor guy probably was pissed off. He showed up and had to throw to our scrubs. But like, all kidding aside, we hit the ball fine. Like, the guy, he was, I think the guy in our game that they had, 15 years old now, was throwing mid 80s. Mm -hmm. And you know how many kids that out here mm -hmm. threw, threw that hard? 
Not they got many. radar gun now. Not many. Not many. Not many. And you got the one guy, right, or whoever it is. But yeah, it's just anyway. Long story short, you're getting reps against good stuff. But that sure. was, I just the, my whole ick was is I don't understand. I imagine there was a baseball game he could have pitched in between Minneapolis, Minnesota, and Memphis, Tennessee this weekend. Well, there's no question. That was my point. That, and that's my point. Yeah, that's my point. I don't have any problem with the look. It's fun for kids to play on teams. I was a kid. I played on teams. It was fun to play on teams. I'm just. I'm not, not criticizing. The, it's a big business. They're making a lot of money. I get it. Coach, how much money do you think that – I was calculating up on the way out the door the, the other day. I, I mean, it's – Roughly around a – around uh-huh. – I'll just put it like this. Around a $2,000 entry fee per team. Right. There were three tournaments going on at the same time, 24 apiece. So, I would say roughly between forty dollars and $45,000 per age group. They had three of them going. Gate was 10 bucks. I was going to say, you got admission, parking. Now, the umpires are getting paid now. They do a good job paying their umpires. Yeah. They're getting, umpires, $110 a game. It's a, it's a business. I, I'm cool. But they cleared at least $140, $150 this weekend. Yeah. Four days. Not a bad gig. Not a bad it. gig. Good job. All right, my last ick from, from the tournament this weekend, I got to call this guy out. All right, so after we got our teeth kicked in, I was very proud of our kids. And this is what I'm talking about. We get our teeth kicked in. Then we turn around, we played 18 straight innings of scoreless baseball. Look at y'all. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when yeah. we play teams that are normal, we're not bad. Yeah. When we go play the freaking Atlanta Braves, hey, we're not very good. <laughs> I mean, I told my kids, I was like, hey, proud of you guys for not quitting. Really what? I said, I said, I like. <laughs> I saw our good friend, Ronnie Williams. He's with me. I got him to snicker. I used to tell him, I would say, hey, you know, when you're trying to get him to go early, I always say, "Hey, your best is your best is good enough." I'm not asking for anything, but your best, your best is good enough. I told him after the game, I said, "Hey, this is one of those times your best wasn't going to be good enough." <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie, Stewart, Ronnie, got a chuckle out of that one. All right, so we're playing another uh, guru team, and our kids shoving it. Okay, shoving it. It's a zero to zero game in the seventh inning, and we walk one of their big kids. They got a big slow kid. My man tried to call time to get a courtesy runner mm-hmm. guys playing right field or something and he tried to put his fastest guy on first base and the umpire i didn't even have time good for the umpire here i didn't even have time to say anything to the guy umpire goes who are you running for he says my catcher he goes that's not your catcher your catcher's sitting over there on the bench and he was like oh he got called out he's like oh my bad my bad my bad like dude was gonna try to cheat because he had a slow runner on first base. In a travel baseball game. In a travel game. baseball game. <laughs> All right. Mm-mm-mm. All right. So while I was – this is going to be maybe the funniest segment we've ever we've ever had. I was on my X this morning. I know you got a long list of like and grievances I got, here. I got – It's like Festivus. I got talked into doing this. Since we're in football camp season – Football camp X. All right. Everybody's seen the the Twitter. And this has got to drive you crazy too, as you if if you've the football camps you go go to. It drives me nuts when you're doing offensive line, defensive line one on ones mm-hmm. in a camp with yep. just helmets on. Mm-hmm. And you've got some big ass stiff defensive lineman that can't do a normal pass rush move. So he decides to bull rush 
the offensive lineman run right through him with no pads on and then celebrate. And then everybody on Twitter is like, look at this man. Look how, look at this man on, on a pass rush. He's a beast. Uh, stop. When you're, when you're doing any, if it's rivals camps, two, four, sevens camps, on threes camps, I don't know if they have camps. If it's Ole Miss football camp, Auburn football camp, it doesn't matter. I don't know. Bull rushing offensive lineman with no pads on could be could be one of the biggest icks of all time. That drives me nuts, man. And we'll celebrate it on, on social media. All right? That's one. Okay. All right? Two is this. This was on. This was sent to me by my good friend, Connor Jeffries. He listens to us. He works with me. What's up, Connor? You got wide receiver DBs one-on-ones. And you've seen this one because you and I have actually talked about this before. Yeah. And you got some stiff-ass small white kid over here that can't run out of sight in a day. Probably looks a lot like me, lined up at receiver. And the DB knows he's fixing to do him wrong. So instead of playing DB, he goes and, like, jumps at the guy and tackles him, like, by the throat and throws him on the ground. And we got people celebrating, like, yeah, locked him down. Locked, like, whoa, 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 whoa. Locked him down. I mean, one, that's a penalty because you just grabbed the guy by his throat and threw him on the ground. But two, like these DBs that do that, anytime, like, any wide receiver coach in America sees a DB and press technique on his toes, he's going to get yanked through and you're going to score a touchdown every time. Every time. Every time. 100% of the time, if you're on your toes, you are getting beat for a touchdown. By any college receiver, you could be the worst college receiver on the planet. You see a DB on his toes, his ass is getting thrown, you're scoring a touchdown. There's nothing they can do about it. So to do that and us celebrate them, I mean, we got coaches, and it's usually the seven-on-seven coaches mm-hmm. that, that have never coached before. They're like high-fiving them and all that stuff, you know, street agent you. Like, quit, <laughs> quit, quit. <laughs> but there was one this weekend, I guess, and it came through and go. All right, my last two. All right, <laughs> my last two. Street, this, street agent you. Yeah, street agent you. My last one. I was. I wonder what the cut street agent's getting off. Well, they're trying to get with NIL. Oh, I know that. We'll get to it in a minute. Go ahead. I don't want to interrupt. All right. The airing of grievances. Airing of grievances. And this is all for this is for all my college coaches out there to listen to today because you just had to go through this. When you have camps, mega camps, any kind of camp, you have the 40 line, right? Yeah. You're over there timing. Okay. You're like, you know, and you're going, you're telling your guys, whatever. It never fails, okay? You see that you start looking down the line, and you see this guy wading to the back, okay? He's getting to the back of the line. He's getting himself all hyped up. I need to take my stuff off for this. Apologize. He's getting all hyped up. He's getting to the back, back of the line. He gets up there, and he's like, all right. Starts taking off his clothes. Uh-huh. He gets down all the way down to his damn girdle. Yeah. I mean, his dong's over here to the left, balls are on the right. Okay. Just I didn't have to hear just, that. Just but okay. See through, right? Yeah. All right. And he's he's stretching it out. He's getting ready to run the hundred meter dash. He gets up there, puts his sunglasses on. He is swagged out. He gets down there. He takes forty five freaking minutes to start. <laughs> he takes off going. And you're like, yeah, boom. You look at it, like four nine five. Those guys are, are all every time you see somebody start taking off their clothes, yeah. putting on track shoes, I've seen it all. That guy's guaranteed to be slow as shit. <laughs> I've never seen a fast guy do that, ever. It never fails. It happens at every single what, camp. What did the fast guys do? Just run. Just show up and run. Yeah, fast guys run. Yeah. That's what they do. 
Fast guys run. They do that shit at every camp in America. And then on top of that, they'll get like this. This is the other thing that drives me crazy. Uh-huh. All right. Every single kid that runs the 40, every one of them. So I'll be like, if it's me and you clocking, I'll go like uh, at 475, you'd say, hey, 479. So I'd say 477 to the guy that's right. the average them real right, quick. Right. Meet them in the middle. All right. Because if the kid, kid can really run, you you note it and you'll like, hey, we well, you note everything. You you take all the data. Right, right, right. But it never fails. Every kid's gonna run a forty, and then right while you're trying to run other forties, they're gonna come up to you, hey, what I run, hey, what I run, hey, what I run, hey, I got news for all you guys. If you're <laughs> fast, we will let you know. You will know if you ran fast. If you catch their eye, you'll know it. You will know if you ran fast. You will know. All right. And because if some kid comes in there and runs a four four one. All of a sudden, it, all right, it, you all, just got me on ick number 60. I didn't even have this down. Let me tell you what else bothers me. Everybody says y'all run a 4-4. You're lying. Of course. That's what I'm saying. So all if right. some kid really comes in and runs one, you're like, holy. How about this? I looked this up this morning. It blew me blew me away. We got at Quick U. Mm-hmm. All right, it's camp season. I got more camp data right now than I can shake a stick at. I got mega camp data from all over. If, any kid that basically has gone to a camp this summer, I got your I got your numbers. Okay. I went through a camp this morning that had 1,479 players at this camp. Okay. Ask me how many players ran sub 4-5 at this camp. 1,479 kids. Uh, I'll, I'll say two. One. One. One kid ran a 4-4-8. Four, four, okay. One kid. And that's my point. When the kid pops a four four eight, everyone notices, and and everybody turns their head and goes, "Who's that?" You know, right? You know, and you're gonna say, "Hey, who's that kid?" Now, because people don't understand that how hand time works and how far people off uh, are off all that, but every kid's gonna ask that. Um, but yeah, that's the other one. And the last one, this was for my man Clay Karcher and and Connor. So this will blow. This I, I still haven't figured this out yet. Is when you go to measure them, you've seen this too. Yeah. You'll go to measure them. They're always going to be shorter than what they think they are. A hundred percent. And then they argue about it. They will argue about how tall they are. That's not how tall I am. Yep. That's exactly how tall you are, boss. Well, it is at this A hundred percent. That's how tall. At this very moment, it is. Like I had a parent argue me one time about that's not right. You're, you're, they said your numbers are off. I literally, to, to prevent this, I put a tape measure, like it's a thing you can order, but it's a literally a tape measure from the floor. And it's got every inch all the way up the floor. Oh, that's not right. He was he was six one at the doctor the other day. Well, he's five eleven flat today. <laughs> all right. I mean, I'm not I can't I can't help you. We'll argue the height. Like I'm not I mean, I, I mean, what do you want me to do? I mean, it's I argue with it. And they'll sit there and argue till they're blue in the face about it. All right. Fun fact, not not ever, ever has a kid been advertised the exact height of what he is. Like when you see a website that this kid's six foot four, I've never seen that kid come in six foot four, ever. It's never been advertised accurately, ever, not one time. Have you ever had a kid end up be taller than he said he was? No, ever, never. Like I can't tell you how many guys say, uh, yeah, I got, I'm six, six and a half, roll up in there six, three and a quarter. I'm talking about like when you're talking about an offensive lineman at six six, and you roll in here at six foot three, big difference, boss. Yeah, <laughs> one place center, one place tackle. Yeah. I mean you skipped the whole guard spot. I mean you just skipped all over that one. I mean big big difference, big difference. 
we had offensive line. We we actually signed the kid when I was at Arkansas State. This is twenty years ago. Naheem Wesley was a tackle. We from uh, one of the JUCOs out in Cali. He was listed six four, like six four and seven eighths. I think. Uh huh. Dude comes. Dude six foot one. Ooh, that's a big. big because he had difference. one of those kid and play fades. Oh. And they didn't squeeze it down. Oh, they measured his hair. Yep. That wouldn't help me any. No. Yeah, well, you'd be in trouble. You're not. You're not changing yours. So, um, no, Siski did not run a four four three. We did not. Nobody ran four threes back in those days. But I always tell the kids when they argue about it, it's like, hey, look, you know, Amari Cooper. I never saw him get caught in a game. He he can run. Still getting paid to run. Yeah. You know, he ran a four five at the same camp. So, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> All right, you got any bills you want to pay? I do. Walk on Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine. Po' boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers and fresh salads all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Walk-ons can take care of all your tailgating needs this season. Inquire today about their family and friends bundles, their tailgate platters. Order online at walkons.com or on their convenient Walk-ons app especially if you're in Oxford or uh, Ridgeland, Mississippi, please stop in and tell the people there how much you appreciate them sponsoring McCready and Siski and all other MPW digital programming. All right. Uh, you're just going to have to suffer with it for right now because it's that time of the year. But uh, the RBC Canadian Open was yesterday. Yep. And Nick Taylor, first Canadian to win the Canadian Open, in like 54 years since 19 or longer than that since 1954. And so it was a big deal. Did you see my man Adam had one? I did get body slammed. It's the only thing I've seen from the whole tournament, but I saw that. How great was that? Oh, not great for him. <laughs> <laughs> probably wasn't, probably wasn't his favorite moment of the day. Um, I couldn't think what was going on. Like live. I was watching it live. They didn't show it live. I didn't see this. You didn't get to see the other shots till later. Yeah. But the caddy. So, uh, Nick Taylor's caddy, when he was hugging him, kind of looked over, and this look of concern, it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I was like, oh, what happened? And then it showed him. But I didn't get to see. That was a good form tackle by the old It was a hell of a form tackle. It, it also, I don't, I don't want to profile here, but security guards, not always the brightest bulb in the bank. Yeah, he couldn't win in that one. If he didn't know, though. Okay. All right. Wait, would you would you rather them do that in right. that situation? All right, so let's 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 break this down. Okay. The guy coming onto the green, yeah, is very clearly a golfer. No, no, no. They'd already changed in the street clothes. He was in street clothes. But he looks like a golfer. He's got his hat. He's got his golf. No, he he was he was free, dude. He he looked like everybody else. Okay. Spray, I will defend him. He, on he's that. spraying champagne. That part he was. Okay. Please let's chronicle the number of attacks out there. With people spraying with, champagne. With spraying champagne. I'll wait. I, I, I got I will, you. I will let you. In my man's defense, though, he had a split second. I mean, he didn't have like, he didn't have like, we've had 24 hours to figure He's it out. spraying champagne. Okay. Hey, All right. The part that you didn't see, though, that was even better is the playoff. It went to a four-hole playoff. And the playoff went like 18-18. And if it didn't get the third playoff hole was the ninth green. They busted some dude. Some guy had gone and stolen the flag stick out of nine because oh. he thought the turn was over. Yeah, they called him. He had to run up there and put the flag stick back in on nine. That was that was funny. Uh, but yeah, I get. It. I'm with you. I, I mean, know it. It 
but split second, man. And if he was dressed in all of his like garb and stuff, I'm with you. Um, but he he was he got it was good it was a good tackle. Um, U.S. Open is this week. This is a tournament that you should love if you hate golf because this is where they look like mere mortals. They the U.S. Open has done it again. They've made the course so damn hard. Like I don't know. I would be utterly shocked if the winning score is under par. Here's what I'm, and we're going to get to it, I'm sure. This week, I am will be fascinated to see how the PGA and its players handle the questions that are coming. How many of them do you think, how many live questions are you getting? Or not live, PIF questions are you getting? As many as are humanly possible. I mean... Do they have the... Uh, and, and they're valid. They're valid yeah. questions. They're valid questions. I'm glad you brought that up. All right. You know, I mean, I'm look, I'm, I'm not... <clears throat> I'm not one of the people who are heavily offended by this. Okay? okay. I, I, I never really was. Yes, the Saudis are sports washing. It's no question. Um, there's no question about it. I never blamed... The players on the PGA Tour who took the money. Sometimes in life, when you're offered that kind of money, you just have to take it. Okay? Yeah. It's one thing to say you're going to be super principled. It's another thing to actually turn down generational money. That's where my problem gets in, right? Right. That's where I become. Now, let me finish, though. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, Go ahead. The PGA Tour, some of the same people on the PGA Tour who were so critical of LIV, of the players who left to go, who used the families of the 9-11 victims essentially as props in their argument, to turn around a short time later and go, oh, no, 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 we, 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 we're, we're partnering with them. It's hypocritical. That is, yep. And you should shut up. You should take your beating and shut up. Or admit out loud, hey, you know what? Turns out that they finally put enough money in front of us that we had to take it. Okay. Or admit out loud, hey, look, our books were going to get opened up. We couldn't afford that. We had no choice but to do that. This is not a political thing, what I'm about to say. Trump says a lot of stupid stuff. But, he was right on this one. But give Trump credit here <laughs> because he nailed this. He sure did. He's, he's, and he, and look, Donald Trump wasn't the only one. There were a lot of people with business knowledge who said, hey, this, this merger thing's going to happen. He should have taken a – of all the stuff he gets hit with, he probably should have taken a victory lap on this one, but he didn't. Well, he's not the only one. But, again, yeah, he, no, he nailed it. He, he 100% got this one right. And so this week it's going to come up. And there's no point in the PGA Tour people, what's his name, Moynihan? Jay Monahan. There's no point in trying to rationalize or trying to talk your way around this. No, well, he won't be on camera this week. Just take your beating and let it go. The, 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 beating, the beating is probably deserved. And I'm not, again, I'm not one of the people that's super worked up about it. It's golf. Yeah. Okay? I think it's great for golf. As a fan, I think it's a great move. I mean, as a fan, I'm going to enjoy the yes. benefits of it, right? Yes. It's it, Here's the thing for fans. You have to be 
you have to be able to go, hey, look. I, I think you and I are both pretty good at this. We, we've been around sports. Sense party. Been around sports our whole lives. We sort of get it. When you go to a game, right, you, 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 if you spend the entire game going, I wonder what all these people are like in their personal lives. <laughs> you're probably going to get really disappointed. If you just go to the game and go, you know what, I'm going to cheer for this team because they're wearing my laundry. And you, at the you end know of, why you got me tickled right there, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> and at the end of the day, it is what it is. <coughs> all right. But, but look, I get why the families of the 9-11 victims are as upset as they are. I 1 million percent get it. 1 year, million percent. One year ago, Jay Monahan, the whole live thing happened. You had golfers going. Jay Monahan used 9-11 as a weapon to keep his players yes. as a guilt weapon. Yes. All right. You can be mad at Jay to Monahan. Shame, he shamed the players yes. who took the money. You can be mad at Jay Monahan and rightfully so. 100% hypocritical, mm-hmm. all that stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I, I, and I, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. That's terrible. With that being said, one year later, this is where we sit. This is what he was referring to when he said the information that I had at the time. He, he made that comment, right? Since, in the year since, this is the truth. One is when they started doing this, this litigation, there's stuff that the PGA Tour doesn't want to come out. There's also stuff that the PIF doesn't want to come out. And these lawyers were sitting there holding nukes. It's kind of like two countries holding nukes. All right, once they get out, it's not going to be good for anybody. That's part of the reason. Two is this. The PGA Tour was going under financially because they started these elevated events this year. These purses have gone up to $20 million, like the majors. And everybody's like, oh, they do that all the time. No, they don't. The PGA Tour doesn't have a major except for the Players' Championship. It's not considered a major. The Masters is independently ran. The PGA Championship is run by the PGA of America. The U.S. Open, which is this weekend, is ran by the United States Golf Association. And the British Open is run by the by the uh, European people. I can't even think of the name of it. World Tour. Okay? So these big purses, the PGA Tour doesn't have any. They have one. Now these elevated events, they're going in their pocket. And they're having to go into the reserves. They were not going to be able to afford to do the elevated events very much longer. On the other side... From the live side, the actual live golf was going, not from a financial standpoint with PIF, but they were losing, they were about to go out of business too. So from a business standpoint, that's, I know that sounds crazy, but they were. PIF was about to pull out. Instead, they bought golf. That's what they did. They bought golf. But here's the only issue I want to say, and I want to bring this up because this kind of pissed me off, is I don't think it's right. To uh, now, you can go go attack Jay Monahan for what he said, being a hypocrite. Attack him all day long because he deserves it. But for every other person to attack golf and to attack the PGA Tour for this, Neil, have uh, how many people in this in this country, the United States of America, have a Facebook account, Instagram account, or Snapchat? I mean, tens of millions. Percentage of Americans, you think? Uh. 60%? Funded by PIF. How many people have a Disney Plus membership, have ever watched a Disney movie, or gone to Disney World in this country? I mean, 50%. Funded by PIF. Am I right on my guesses? I know. I'm just oh, okay. throwing that out there. I'm just, there's a lot of them. Okay. How many people have ever flown on an airplane? 
what percentage of Americans have flown yeah. on an airplane. Um, it's probably a lower number than that, 20%. Boeing, funded by PIF. Anybody ever gone to BP gas stations? BP, funded by, by PIF. Anybody ever taken an Uber ride before? A few people. Funded by PIF. Bank of America, it's a nice little company. Citigroup, that's another banking company. Mm-hmm. Funded by PIF. Anybody ever played PlayStation? Uh, anybody played any EA sports games? Nintendo. Anybody ever played Nintendo? Back in the day. Funded by PIF. What about UFC, WWE? Funded by PIF. The point is this: It's like, oh, we're 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 not watching golf again. This is, golf's bad. Da, da, da. Every person in this in this country, as righteous as they want to say they are, every single person in this country at some point in time has supported a group funded by PIF. Now they did, may not have known it. Right. But they have. Yeah, no, look, I I don't I don't think for one minute that there's gonna be some lasting boycott of professional golf based on this. But stop all the the shit talking. That's what bothers me. You're referring to media? Yeah. Anybody that's take anybody that's got a voice that's publicly taking shots, yeah. you've probably flown on a plane and taken an Uber ride to go write that damn report. So they gotta I just I just I don't know. I think it's just disingenuous. And it's not – Rory McIlroy didn't – and I, I'm not a Rory fan, by the way, because he screws me every time I bet on him or he's in my fantasy league. But Rory is, didn't go, hey, PIF, come on over. He doesn't have a choice. They're golfers. You know, they golf. Of course. Don't. It's not the golfer's fault. But no. Jay Monahan, you want to get after his ass? Go get it. Yeah. But I, I didn't even – I at no point have even thought about that part of it. Of course, I'm not a guy who spends a lot of time thinking about golf, but I mean – Moynihan's blown this from a PR standpoint. I'm always, as a guy who's kind of interested in public relations, interested in media relations, interested in marketing, that kind of thing. Those are things I'm interested in. I'm always fascinated to see. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. 
Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. An announcement that's that big rolled out that poorly. It always... It did kind of sneakily roll that one out. Well, it? it's always fascinating to me because you know they had some time. Somebody somewhere sat in a room and goes, okay, this is going to get out Wednesday, Thursday, whatever. Are we ready for this? How do we, how do we, how do we put this out? We're going to take a beating, but how do, we, how do we message this? And I'm always stunned at how badly things are messaged. It was a pre-taped interview done by CNBC because the PGA's deal with NBC. But, but it's not even that. It's just the words that are used. The words that are used. Ultimately, it doesn't really matter how it gets out, how how you put it out. It's We see this with like football programs, right? Basketball programs, whatever. They have some sort of a scandal involving a player right. or, or a coach or whatever. Well, you got a minute to message this. Think about how you're going to do it. Because you get one shot at the first shot. Is there Was there a way, though, that... <laughs> To not make it so shitty. <laughs> no, but you had to come out and say up front, you know what? It's about money. At the end of the day, it was about the money. The money got to a place where we couldn't afford not to do this. That's where I am, though. If they didn't say that, it makes me think it's about the litigation. But I mean, I think it was about the money, too. But I mean, well, the litigation is the money. A part of it. You know, but they were oh. spending, they, they've already spent $50 million in legal fees. Yeah. And it's not even in close to resolution. They should have just come out and said, yeah. It, this is a financial decision that, that, that was inevitable for us. We realized it was inevitable, and you know, here we go. And at the end of the day, from a golf standpoint, if, I, if I'm a golf fan, I want all of the best players playing in the same league. Yeah. I want to see the best players play. Yeah, that's what I'm excited about is get guys back, and we'll see some of them this weekend. But, like, the reason the majors – like, a U.S. Open's always watched it, but I have more interest in watching the majors this year because I like Cam Smith. I like Brooks Kepka. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some live guys that now they can keep some of them. They can – like Patrick Reed, I don't care if he ever plays another event in the PGA Tour. But they can keep some of them. But I like seeing those guys and really good golfers come over and play, but it is what it is. We're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Different names, but same great people, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. All right, another event I know you didn't watch this weekend was UFC uh, pay-per-view this weekend. Missed that one. Uh, Charles Oliveira was... So disrespected by Vegas. That was the easiest underdog hit of all time. He dominated as an underdog. That, thank you, Vegas. I made some money on Oliveira. First-round finish. And then actual uh, a legitimate uh, news out of that was Amanda Nunes, like normal, dominates and retires right after uh, right after fighting. Retires at 35 years old. Uh, arguably the most do- best, you know, best female fighter of all time. Uh, you know. Yeah. UFC's got a problem, a legit, and I say this, and this is why why it's a big deal, is UFC has 
counted on Ronda Rousey for a long time to carry the female name, and, and they will carry pay-per-views. And so they can sell a pay-per-view by being the headline event. As soon as Ronda Rousey went out, you kind of had this shift real natural, right, to Amanda Nunes, and so now she could carry one. Yeah. Shevchenko can carry one. Well, all of them are either retired, gone, or out, and there's no female name to – idea. What you got? Don't say what you're about to say. You could take some of the – some of the guys who are having a hard time winning titles, winning belts. <laughs> just, I threw a softball. <laughs> just get, just get them to identify as women. Yeah. Next thing you know, man, that that women's the women's side's going to get pretty rough. That was one of those things that one millisecond after coming out of my mouth, I was like, I looked over at you, I was like, you I saw your wheels, and I was like, oh shit, here we go. But they don't have a they don't have a female name at all to carry. I mean, because the rest of the they division change sucks. their names. I yeah, mean. you're gonna see some Charles Charles Oliveira is gonna be <laughs> Charlotte, uh, but there uh, that's a problem there. But she's great, love that. And then uh, I'm sure you saw the Conor McGregor thing this weekend. Yeah. Huh? Hey, note to self: this is the only thing I'm gonna say about it. This happened with Deontay Wilder too, with a mascot not too long ago. Don't let people that get paid to punch punch people in the face. Like you, you should probably test it. Like somebody said, hey, punch me in the face. With this to see if it if this uh, head supports a punch. Oh, come on, man. Well, I said this on the Oxford Exxon podcast. I'll, I won't be overly repetitive. No, you're good. This is where you had to have someone in the meeting, in the promotions meeting. Hand raise guy. Yeah. Hand raise guy's important. <laughs> well, I was telling a mutual friend of ours today. Um, when you get the big gig, make sure that you have people in the room. Yeah. Who are willing to go, hey, I don't think that's the best idea. Let's at least talk about it. Yes, men are not very good for high high up spots. No, no, no. So when you when you you know when you're when you're in the big room, in the big job, the big whatever, when you're the marketing director of the Miami Heat and Conor McGregor's gonna be there and you're like, hey, so what I'm thinking, you need somebody in the room who can knocks the shit out of this guy. Who can go, hey, um, <laughs> look, I get it. This would be funny, but Conor McGregor hits people for a living. <laughs> He's like really strong. Okay. And so whoever's inside Bernie, I'm guessing probably not Billy Badass inside Bernie, right? Just yeah. a, a normal dude who's good at, at being a mascot. Probably not fighting professionally, which means he's probably never taken a punch. Because as much as <laughs> as much as people like to talk about, oh, I'm a fighter and all that stuff, most people don't fight, right? It's not a good not a, you don't go, hey, son. Well, they don't fight anymore. They, they don't fight because you go at now they the kids are taught not to fight. And I don't I don't disagree with them because you don't fight anymore in the school bus. You go get shot at the school bus now. They, they don't they don't fight, they shoot now. But you get my point. The odds are this person I mean, so in the room, you would have loved to have said, Hey, Jim, Jim's never been hit by a professional fighter. <laughs> We don't want Jim to get hurt. So why don't we tell Connor, hey, pretend to hit him. <laughs> Jim, you pretend that you got hit and fall, and then we'll have a ha-ha moment, <laughs> and everybody will go on. That way Jim doesn't end up in the hospital because that's not what we want. Because presumably the person that's dressed up as Bernie, they know him, probably <laughs> like him, think he's a nice guy, they go have you know a sandwich with him on Tuesday. Hey, let's not let Jim get hit in the face <laughs> twice <laughs> by a professional fighter. Just thinking. 
But you know why that doesn't happen? Because what you said, everybody in the room is a yes man. Oh, that's great. Because they're so afraid of pissing off the boss and going, I don't know, that's the best idea. So, oh, that's a great idea. Let me tell you who didn't think it was a good idea. Bernie. <laughs> Bernie said, hey, I don't know. Well, you'd love to know, did Bernie know, hey, he's actually going to rear back and punch you. And then when you fall, he's going to clock you on the ground. He hit hard. I mean, he, I mean it was legit. Like, the fall was legit. All right, let me shift gears real quick. Tells me your boy Connor's got some stuff going on because well, dude, you gotta have a screw loose like to get in the cage. You gotta have screw loose. Yeah, a lot of screws loose. I mean, it's okay. I got screws loose too. Yeah, but but, but, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you gotta be different. Yeah. All right, XFL loses sixty million dollars in its first season. Um, they have enough funding to go for four more seasons yeah they think they'll bring in a hundred million revenue this year and this was probably the part that surprised me the most so the usfl that's going on right now is averaging seven hundred and fifty thousand um viewers a game mm-hmm. xfl only averaged uh 627 so you know significant less you know probably 20 percent. that's probably right at 20 percent less than the usfl yeah and here's the whole thing we've said it i've said it on here i know um Maybe it was last offseason. I don't remember. But they need to – the only way that this is going to work, we're, we're going to spin this around. We're going to keep doing this dance every year. Maybe you break even. Maybe you don't. I don't know. The, you got eight teams in the XFL. you got eight teams in the USFL. So that's 16 teams. The only way that this is going to work is one of two ways. One, you can merge leagues, XFL, USFL. You can go the old AFC, NFL model before, you know, back in the 100 years ago. Mm-hmm. But even then, you're not going to – you're going to be fighting break-even every year. You're not going to be a, a viable business. Um, and I've said this from the jump, and I'll say it again. I think it makes the most sense of anybody is – I asked AJ today because I didn't know the number. So in the XFL and USFL, they have 45 players that play. All right. Uh, NFL, it's like it's 48, I think, or 53, then, 40, then 48 on game day is it would help the NFL teams and everybody is you get, you know, you have a hundred players or whatever it is on your NFL teams. And now those teams to play in the spring league, you just can't, they only play 10 games in the spring. If you played in seven or more games in the NFL, then you can't play in the spring league because you have a practice squad league and the teams would get, would make, this would make actually make money. It's the only way I'm skeptical that, it works at all because I just think people – I think I'm representative of a majority here. I love football. Yeah. Okay? August rolls around. I start getting excited about it. The first weekend of September, I'm like, oh, my God, it's great. And then the NFL or the NFL playoffs and the Super Bowl. But I'm going to tell you, after the Super Bowl's over, we all have a little, man, I'm going to miss football. But then you miss football. And I don't think about watching football in April and May. The only reason I watched any – off-season football was because AJ was playing. I know. I watched AJ play. I didn't watch another game. And that's my point. You love football. Yeah. I didn't. I I haven't watched one snap of USFL. You you breathe and eat football. You live, you work football. (laughs) Yeah. Football's your world. And you don't watch this stuff. So if you don't watch it, what's casual Joe doing? He sure isn't watching it. So you're up against, it's spring, football season ends. 
everybody goes, okay, well, you know, we're, people, we, people still do the draft. They keep up a free agency, recruiting, yeah. transfer portal, but they're not watching games. You're watching basketball. You have college basketball that finishes. Then you get the NBA, Major League Baseball gets going. You got golf. They got the Masters, the Kentucky Derby. We live a seasonal calendar. Correct. Okay. And football's just not a part of the spring. Cal- the only people that are watching this are either gambling on it or they are junkies. And they're not enough of them. So, yeah, you can combine it. I like your idea of affiliating them with a team where, hey, if I'm a Cowboys fan and that's the only way, though, right? It's the only way. And I'm not sure that would work. But at least what it would give you is it would give a professional organization an opportunity at another evaluation opportunity, a development opportunity. Do I think it would work? Probably not. Would it have a chance? Maybe. What they're doing now has no chance. But here's the thing. This is why I don't under, and I don't, I cannot understand why they won't do it because the NFLPA and all these, like if you go to an NFL practice, they can't hardly practice at all because there is no scout team or look team to go against. So they have very few reps during the week, but you could, you have a basically an entire roster that you can call up or call down. They learn your playbook and these NFL teams, they got, Offensive coordinators, they got quarterbacks coaches, they got assistant quarterback coaches. You could develop some coaches. You can coaches. develop some coaches. Sure. You could develop players, same terminology. Oh, agreed. One thousand percent. I mean, look, if you told me there's a way for it to work, I would say that's the only way. Yeah. But this doesn't work. Like the USFL product, I was in a store the other day and it was on and the stadium is empty. It doesn't feel it doesn't even look like football. I no. realize it's football, it's but bad, it doesn't man. but it doesn't look like football. And people I'm not going to stop and watch that. I'm just not. And if – look, you're the best example. Again, you coached football. You uh-huh. live football. You 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 run quick you where you deal with – what do you all have, 70 teams now? Watch. That, that you're watching film. You're looking at football. You think about football. You talk about football. You love football. You eat football. You know football people, and you don't watch it. Well, if you don't watch it, it's not happening. Yeah, I'm too busy, you know, chasing down the Oxford Orioles every, every weekend. But it's also because you're – You've been conditioned your whole life. When does football season start? Yeah, I don't. August. 100%. And I think from the casual fans' perspective, I, I'll be honest with you, if they were branded with a team, I would probably watch it. Yeah, if you, I turn, think you, could get if you turned it on and you saw the Chicago Bears uniforms and the Detroit Lions uniforms, you would at least maybe look at it and go, oh, there's that dude that was the Bears' third-team quarterback yeah. last year, and he's getting reps. Maybe I'll watch. Yep. That's your only chance. Yep. Do I think that would work? Mm, probably not because we're not conditioned to watch minor leagues. But at least you'd have a shot because those NFL, shot. those NFL brands are so powerful. And it help NFL rosters too because sure. you get you get the carryover. You get coached the same terminology, the systems. It would help. You wouldn't have this 49er situation in the in the deal. You have a quarterback that has some reps in your system. All right. That's a very good point. All right. I had to. This came out today. I don't know if you saw this or not. The IRS is taking their shot at the collectives. You see this today? Uh, I did not see anything today. Yes, today. Oh, no. The IRS okay. has sent a memo out okay. saying that collectives are not tax-free. Okay. I thought that happened over the weekend, but regardless. Yeah, okay. I saw this Okay, morning. okay. Saying that don't, uh, the donations are not tax-exempt. Right. This was. I think this came out Friday or okay. Saturday. Is that Friday or Saturday? Yeah, sure. I've been gone. No, it's all good. And they can go back and charge past donations with penalties. Oof. That's probably affecting some of our listeners that donate to collectives. 
I'm sure we got many that donate to, to a yeah, collective. Yeah, most of the collectives didn't set up that way. There were a few, Texas A&M, that uh, did, and they're probably panicking a little today. Yeah, some didn't, some did. Um, here's the deal. And, of course, it was – I wrote this in my 10 Thoughts piece in rebelgrove.com this morning or last night whenever I finished it. Um, it was never it, – it just made no sense – it's not a charitable donation. You're paying. You're basically paying college football players to pay college, to play college football because, look, we might be fooling a few people, but for the most part, these guys aren't doing anything for the money other than playing football. They're not <laughs> doing services. They're Some pay for play over there. It's well, that's what it is, <laughs> and I, I mean, I don't even think anybody's kidding themselves anymore. I mean, the, we we use the words name, image, and likeness, but that's not what they're getting paid for. No, they're getting paid for talent and service. No, a hundred percent agree. I mean, that's and that's so the whole that, point. how's that charitable? And, and again, that's not a criticism. Pay them whatever, but you're not going to be able to write it off. I don't even know like this thing that I think one of the things that's going to get tested a little bit is even the the like the priority points. Like loyal, yeah. loyalty foundation or whatever they call it at Missouri. Any, any or tie whatever. of the school or whatever is going to get tested. But all right, so a tied in with this, and this kind of kicks it over, is Charlie Baker, who's the new head of the NCAA, <clears throat> and a lot of the college leaders, a lot of the college coaches. Uh, I know some collective. Walker went that runs the Grow Collective. He went there. Um, good dude, by the way. Um, went to Capitol Hill last week at the end of the week. And Charlie Baker kind of like made a lot of sense and not kind of he did and i don't think he's being unreasonable this is what he was wanting this is what charlie baker who's the head of the ncaa this is what he wants from capitol hill and i can't argue with him i, I think that's what everybody wants and the guy's trying to do right and i so i want to give him credit when credit's due because he needs all the credit he can get because people will freaking hammer him about all kinds of other shit he wants a national registry of all NIL deals, basically transparency in the contracts. Anybody opposed to that? Something that you've wanted forever. Yes, no, no, I'm totally for it. Transparency in NIL deals. Yes, tell us how much it is. Yeah, so that's one. Two is he wants to, a certification process for the agents. Yes. I mean, because there, 100, there goes point two. We literally talked about it earlier in the show. 100%. It takes out your street agents and puts it. One hundred percent. Okay. Okay. And the last thing, which is a big problem, and it's going to be the hardest one to get done, is a uniform NIL standard. Because this is what okay, define that. Okay, so this is what's been going on with all these state laws recently. Texas just did it like last week as well. It's the same time they were at Capitol Hill. States are coming in and making state laws, basically saying we can do it whatever the hell we want to do. The NCAA, you cannot do anything about it. So the schools are using the state laws to do and set up whatever they can get away with. I'm going to be honest with you. If I was working in an athletic department, I would be all for that because you want to try to stretch and bend the rules to your advantage as much as you can. So I'm not faulting the schools for doing that. Hell, they're just trying sure. to get an advantage, sure, competitive advantage. They've all said that without some form of uniformity, everyone's going to try to find an advantage. And that's what you're seeing these states do, Missouri, Arkansas, Mississippi, Texas, you're starting to say pop, 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 pop. They're yeah. starting to fall over where, hey, we're, we can do what we want to do. NCAA, you can't punish us. And so that's what they're trying to get done. And then 
uh, today, which this absolutely shocked me, and maybe I'm just on drugs, the SAAC, which is the Student Athlete Advisory Committee. So this is made up of student athletes, okay? Okay. They uh, open letter to Congress. They And they're smart. So somebody, this is why we've been saying it all the time, they do not want to be considered employees. No, they don't. The student athletes have come no. out and said they do not want to be considered employees because they understand. They know what the they know what the price is going to be. It's going to be the the end of their sport probably. Yes. Okay, most sports. Almost all sports. They also, which shocked me, said that they they also wanted a pathway for the NCAA to go, to govern college sports without the threat of litigation. This is coming from the Student Athletes Advisory Committee. I mean, I'm surprised. Um, the last part especially. I, I, don't, I don't know how the NCAA takes it back now. Honestly, I don't. And, and, and I'm, skip, I'm, I'm cynical on this. I'm skeptical on this. I really am. I know that everybody went to Washington. I know everybody sat down. I saw the picture of Steve Scalise with Nick Saban and Brian Kelly and um, Greg Sankey and the eight, uh, Scott Woodward was there and and um, there were a lot of a lot of guys a lot of a lot of a lot of dudes a lot of heavy hitters yep. in that room and I looked at the picture and I thought nothing's getting done I I don't know how you regulate it I don't know how you how you put uniformity on it. I, 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 I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how you put a cap on it without there being a union. I don't think they're asking for a cap though. What I think they're asking for is everybody play on the same rules. Right. And they right. want the NCAA to, they want the NCAA to be able to, to basically whatever the rules are, be under one umbrella from the NCAA. The problem is, is with the state laws, what are being passed. Yeah. They are just basically flipping the bird to the NCAA, and they're in this the while they're they're not having to follow NCAA rules based on state law, right? right. And the collectives are saying that the state law super, supersedes Correct. NCAA rule, and the NCAA says, you know what, these these fights that we would have to have are so expensive. They don't. They can't and, do and, it, and they can't do it. And um, I. I was having a conversation with a college football coach the other day, and we were laughing about it because people like to use that analogy about can't put the toothpaste back into the tube. Yep. And I always visual, visualize <laughs> a really? tube of I do <laughs> a tube of toothpaste, and um, if you squeeze all the toothpaste out, like what would it look like just sitting there, right? And a pile of shit. A colored polish it. And I said, I said, but yeah, and you know what? It's not only out of the tube. It's been picked up by the little kid and smeared all over the walls. Oh. It's turned like crusty. It's just everywhere. Is it like aqua fresh on the side of your sink? I'm a Colgate. And not Colgate. I like that arm and hammer. Um Okay. The peroxide tastes yeah, tastes yeah. super clean. Yeah. It's a yellow yeah, I know box. You, I, got I love you, I love it. It's my favorite. We're a crest at my house. I'm almost to the point where it's the only toothpaste I'll use. Um I'm a big toothpaste person, by the way. There's a bad, yeah. there are bad toothpaste, and they're really good toothpaste. Okay. When I was a kid, I liked Aquafresh, the red, white. Do you know what I like? I can't find. Blue. I think they went out of business. 
is the one. This is we're off the rails. <laughs> the one that uh, that was like a a block that you pushed down and had uh like a bacon soda on one side it had like two streams coming out oh yeah yeah. what was yeah. that called it went out of business oh yeah i can't remember but i remember seeing that that was the greatest yeah anyway <laughs> the toothpaste is everywhere you're you, you wouldn't even know where to start in other words if like someone said get all of that back into the tube you know if it were all just sitting there in a big pile you'd be like well this is going to take a minute but maybe i can get some of it back into the tube it's gone i just think damage has been done I, I think the next step is not regulation. I think the next step is damage control. I think it's coming because, like, he and I were having this conversation. Again, this is a football coach. Yeah. Not everybody's going to win. No. Everyone's not winning this year. We do the over-unders. You know. Half of them go hit. <laughs> well, like six and a half, right? Yeah. Seven and a half, eight and a half, whatever the number is, whoever yeah. team, whatever team. It doesn't. Some team's going to go over. Yeah. And some teams are going to go under. Half the teams lose every Saturday. And there will be, I don't know who, no no clue, I really don't, but there will be a massive underachiever. It will happen. A team that we all thought was going to win nine games is going to win four. Right? In the same way that some team is going to come out of nowhere and we, we thought they were going to win five and they win eight or nine. Right. It's going to happen. It's sports. Correct. Well, when that happens – when the team that was supposed to win nine, let's call them Minnesota A&M, was supposed to win nine games, and they win five games. I'm not. No, I don't, I'm serious. I don't know whether it's Texas A&M, whether it's Ole Miss, whether it's Arkansas, Missouri. I don't know who it is. I know it's too volatile to even know. Some teams in the SEC is going to underachieve. It's going to happen. You lock it up. It's in stone. Some team in the SEC that you guys think is going to be really good is not going to be You mean really everybody's good. not going nine and three this year? And so when that happens, no, seriously, when that happens and people go, wait a minute, we'll be paid for. And then there's another thing out there. A lot of these donors, the big donors, I'm not talking about the yeah. guy that gives $25 a month. Yeah. The big donors, they're older. The next generation might not give as much. And so this this sense that oh it's just going to keep rolling i'm i'm cynical i'm super scared and if i'm wrong no cool. i don't, I don't I, think i kind of hope i hope i'm wrong i don't think you're wrong but i don't think i'm wrong i don't think you're wrong either the thing that i guess where i get frustrated a little bit is regardless of what they do okay it's like our good friend jay monahan who took a hey he was wrong he took a giant bite out of the shit sandwich that's what he did yeah he knew it right when he did it. He knew when he did that deal. He's like, dude, this ain't going to be good. Right. I mean, there's going to be a lot of pushback. Sure. It's going to be bad PR. But you know what he did? He grinned. He smiled. He took a big old bite of the shit sandwich. And you know what? Do you know what's going to be great moving forward? He's going to go through about another two weeks. He's going to have to get in front of the camera one time. And people are going to beat him. Shame. Sure. Shame. Sure. Shame. And all the time in his mind, he's just going to be like on a paradise island in his mind, smiling. Like, I'm the CEO of all of golf. Mm -hmm. But he's going to take that beating. Same so, thing So here. your analogy is what? They need to take a bite out of the big shit sandwich and fix and write down, this is what we got to do. This, 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 and this. This will fix it. And then give the NCAA the power to do it? And then do it and take a big old bite of the shit sandwich, let everybody bitch and moan and complain for about a week, and then fix college sports. But they're going to have to take a bite out of the shit sandwich. It's coming. You might be right. 
but just do it just, and get it over with. I don't know. Don't go fix one and then get beat down and then six months later try fixing up. Just write everything down that you got to fix. Okay, transfers. We're going back to the original rule. NIL. It's going back to be what NIL. There's not going to be pay for play. Good this luck. is what it's going to be. Whatever the rules are, everybody on state laws, whatever you got to do to fix it, right? Good luck. By the way, I don't think that's what you do to fix it, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying whatever you think that is. Yeah. We can. We need to start whatever we do with the transfer rule, but you write everything down. You need to fix it. Fix it. Take a bite of the shit sandwich. Get beat over the head by everybody, and then just go on about your life. That's what they got to do. But yeah. anyway. Um, All right, you had one more thing you wanted to get to. Yeah, you want you want to get to it. You yeah, do it? let's do it. Are you gonna do what's on the list? What I was talking about? Oh, what you were talking about? All right. Well, you can give a shout out to your former. Yeah, coach. I want to real quick. Larry Blakeney um, is on the 2024 College Football Hall of Fame ballot. What a overdue uh, recognition! One of the best to ever do it. Maybe the best to ever do it. Uh, changed my life. Was there, I mean, and not just me, changed thousands. And there's people probably listening to this podcast that we don't even know each other, that he changed your life. I'm talking about one of the best coaches, true coaches. And I ain't talking about X's and O's and all that stuff. I'm talking about the way he treats players and how they look up to him and and just a what a football coach supposed to be, that's him. If I could, you know, I always said, if I could be half of the coach that he was, I'd be happy, man. He, he is just a... Um, I'm so happy for him to be uh, getting this honor because he's changed that many lives in the profession and just in life in general. So truly affecting, you know, people's lives. He didn't owe me anything. I worked my ass off Mm -hmm. for him. He did not owe me anything. I was a shitty player for him. And the day I got hurt, I was in a hospital. He called me in the hospital and offered me a job. I mean, just every job I ever got to start my career, he stood on the table for me and advice and everything else. Just Just a great human being. So excited for that. All right, we <laughs> here we go. All right, got a question for you. Okay, a lot of UFO talk lately. Yeah, if you're with us now, you're with us. So I'm sorry. All right, specifically Why? in Las Vegas, Las Vegas, everything. But here's uh, all right. So maybe you don't even know this. Okay, I might not. Why of all the shit that we see on the news, right, and all the shit that's going on, and it's not just it's not just NBC, CBS, Fox News, everybody. All yeah, yeah, the shit yeah. we see. Okay. Why is nobody talking about the whistleblower that worked in our freaking government that went to Congress and and basically he didn't go on Joe Rogan's show. He didn't go to Alex Jones's show. Right. The dude went to Congress. Yeah. So by the time he gets there, there are several hand raised guys before that guy gets in the room. Yeah, for you sure. You don't just go in there with a wild theory. You have to have you have to have some substantial yeah. information and proof. Yeah, it's not the guy who's smoked a little too much dope yeah. standing on the corner. Going, do, I, I saw ain't dude with LSD. I saw an alien. This isn't the guy off right. Area Fifty One. What's my guy's name that uh, that, that played uh, Clark? Uh, I don't know. Uncle Eddie Eddie. Oh, oh uh, Quaid. Yeah, Randy, Randy, Randy Quaid. Quaid. This isn't Randy Quaid in Area Fifty One. Now, this dude goes to Congress and tells them that we have twelve spaceships. Alien spaceships, not non-human is what he used, in government control. He goes to Congress and tells them that. Crickets on the news. Yeah. Crickets. So, yeah, it's, this was, yeah, we did not talk about this before. I don't know. I don't know what my field is anymore. <laughs> I mean, isn't this kind of important? Well, I mean, seriously. Go back. I don't know. 
I'm having a nostalgic day for some reason. When I was Carson's age, so 1986, when I was Carson's age. Damn, cuz. I know. I'm old, dude. I feel it. I, I get it. I did run 11 miles today, so how many other guys my age did that? So leave me alone. <laughs> um, but the news would have dug in so hard on this to find out if it's true or not. Yeah, just find out if it's got bullshit or not. I don't know if it's true. I don't know if it's not true. I don't know. I see like the thing that happened in Las Vegas where the guy, you hear the 911 call, and a cop took it seriously because he had seen something in the sky. Right. And they talked to other people, and other people are like, yeah, I kind of saw the same thing. It's kind of it's kind of weird. This, How is this not like all over the news? I don't understand anymore. If, if I were at... If I were at NBC or ABC or Fox or CNN or whatever, I'd be like, hey, people really would like to know about these aliens. I like, would. Like, like, we can do the whole Trump indicted, <laughs> Hunter Biden's laptop. Yeah, I don't even care. They're, everyone's really divided on that stuff, right? I don't the even whole, care. Hey, there are aliens in Las Vegas. Everybody's <laughs> like, oh, really? <laughs> like, when, when, when I worked in Mobile, we always talked about, hey, sharks. Why do y'all put sharks on the front page? It sells. Because it sells. When we put sharks on the front page, they're gone. Every paper's off the rack. All the tourists that are down there. That's also why I don't get an ocean. Thanks, Neil. Yeah, but (laughs) sharks sell. I'm just guessing UFOs and aliens and stuff sell. Yeah. But I don't know why. I don't know whether it's because they've all, maybe deep down, they've, they've all dug into it and they've discredited him. Or... Maybe it's because they just don't. But don't you discredit don't the guy before he gets in front of Congress? I don't know. I don't know how that. I don't. You know what I mean? Like, okay, that's cool. Let's, you go on Joe Rogan. Joe does his thing. Cool. And then the Vegas thing, like that guy was sincere, man. He saw something that scared the shit out of him. But my ever since, look, TikTok, I know why TikTok's getting banned everywhere. I'll have this conversation with you right now. My phone is listening to me. I guarantee you the first five things that pop up on my TikTok, one of them has to be alien related. Oh, for sure. Just because it, it listens to me. You want to do an experiment? See how many how many swipes I can get before I do to go to aliens? Well, I, I know this happens because Laura and I were having a conversation last night about something. It was and and her phone picked up what I said and started putting ads in it. Ninth one. There you go. Ninth one. But like I don't know, man. I just I just feel like there's so much of this. It seems like in the last, what, year or two, there seems to be all of this. Like, I went, we went, I'm 45 years old. I heard the same Area 51 stuff and the movie Independence Day and all that stuff. But nothing really comes out. And then all of a sudden, like in the last year or two, it's starting to get nuggets. And the Pentagon's releasing things and, the, you know, releasing videos of flying objects. And, and now you got... Now you got a guy go going outside in front of Congress. At, go outside at night. Go outside at night on a dark, clear night. Okay. And look up into the sky. What am I going to see? A lot. <laughs> if you look into that and you think, and that's just a microcosm of what else is out there. Of course we're not alone. All right, let's be, let me ask you a serious question. I mean, no, we're not alone. That's, that's the dumbest thing in the world to think that our blue marble... 
is the only blue marble in the whole. We can't even fathom it. Let me ask you a question. Let's say the government comes out tomorrow and tells you that, yes, we have 12 spaceships. We've known it since night. Because this guy was the guy who went to Congress said it started in Roswell, all this stuff, right? And they've been a lot of the technology and stuff. They reverse engineer in Austria, right? Yeah. What if they came out and they had a news conference and said, yes, we've known for since 1950-something about aliens. They exist. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. What, sh- what, do you, what, what are your thoughts? If it, they come out and they admit to you, what do you think happens in this in this world if they admit? Do you think my quit? My I'm saying that. Well, to say I this. guess I guess what you're asking me: Do I think people lose their minds? Yes. Yeah, I think a lot of people do. I, I don't. Do you think it? I think for a lot of people, it would shake their core beliefs and foundations to the point that they would. I don't want to make fun. Um, I I think a lot of people would be really shook, permanently shook. For someone like me, I'd be like, well, of course. I, I mean, do I think that the guy's telling the truth? He's, no, he's probably got a screw loose somewhere. But <laughs> and I don't think there's 12 spaceships because I don't think we could keep that secret. Although we've kept a lot of stuff pretty secret. Um, but, I, but, <laughs> but I think there's something. And the, the Vegas thing is what's most interesting because the, the accounts from people were all sort of the same of what they saw. I and mean, they all sort of described the same thing yeah dude, it's and the cop goes to the door he gets sent to the guy's door and and he goes he admits to him he goes the only reason i'm even taking this seriously is because my partner saw something in the sky and the partner's not one of these people that typically walks around going oh look an alien i mean it, you know <laughs> saw something i think you see these reports from pilots saying that they see stuff i mean are they making it up I mean, sure, some of them might be making it up. Is it possible that some people imagine something or embellish something or, or whatever? Yeah, I mean, I mean, sure, some, but not all. Because there's a lot of people out there, dude, that are literalist. Like, there are a lot of people in the world that are literalist. You know what I mean? Yes. Those are the people that Monday night is meatloaf night. Taco Tuesday. Tuesday is taco night. Um, if you have pizza, it's only on every other Saturday, and you order it from this, and this is what it is. That There are people that live that way. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> Whatever. Unless you're at my house and the kids eat chicken nuggets every night. <laughs> but when those people tell you, I saw this triangular-shaped thing in the sky, they, they did. Now, maybe there's a perfectly logical explanation for it, but when those kind of people tell me that they saw, or not me, but Whatever. Right. When they tell you they saw a triangular shaped thing and it did or whatever, it did. They're telling you the truth. They did see it. Now, it doesn't mean, again, could be some experimental government thing and the government's like, hey, that isn't that is something we're working on. No one needs to know about it. It's possible. But when people go, Oh, they didn't see it. Yeah, they did. They absolutely did. That's what I guess my whole point of the drill is this is that it makes me if it is true, if it is true. They're never going to let you know because if you find out, if if people found out that it was true, they came out and said, yep, well, the government is basically telling you they've been lying to you for the last 80 years. Then everybody's going to go, what else are you lying about? Well, but I think, and I think right now is why they, and right now is right climate, now's, right not, now's the not the time. To, <laughs> hey, we lied to you about uh, a handful of things here recently. Uh, you might be aware of it. I mean, like the biggest thing was, I know, I know it happened on Carlson 
And so the mainstream media couldn't go there. But when a CIA agent on a major television news show, and again, whether you think Tucker Carlson's a loon or whether you think he's the greatest thing in the world, he was a heavily viewed show, okay? Carlson got eyeballs, right? Yeah. When a CIA agent says on Tucker Carlson's former show on Fox that the CIA was involved in the Kennedy assassination, that's kind of a big story. Yes. And there's a reason that the mainstream media just didn't touch it. Well, it's like they... And and what that was was they, they don't want to go down this path now. Well, you know the, all the Robert Kennedy videos are being taken down yeah. off YouTube yeah. because he's running for president now. Yeah. And it's not just his his dad being shot and killed, him saying what he said, um, but it's other things. You know, a lot of COVID-related stuff. And here's what's crazy is I don't even care. If YouTube wanted to take, take a video down of that, if they just say, hey, we're taking it down because our number one sponsor is Pfizer, just say what it is. Right. People be like, oh, okay, I, got, I, I know why you're taking that down now. It's the LIV thing. Yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. Well, Common sense party. When, when kind of the far left goes after Robert F. Kennedy Jr.? <laughs> I mean, here's a guy, whether you think he's right or wrong, for you to determine, I, I have thoughts, but it doesn't matter. I mean, there has been no more vocal activist for climate change and climate uh, change technology and responsibility and all of those things. No one more than Robert F. Kennedy Jr., no one. Yeah, I know nothing about his policies. Well, I mean, he's just he's he is a he's very ardent about his belief that we have to change the way that we uh, produce and consume energy, right? To s- save the planet. You can again, you can think he's right. You can think he's a wacko. It doesn't matter, right? That's what he believes. But his stance on like COVID and the vaccines and stuff, they turned on him. Yeah, he's extreme. He he's a he's a true moderate. I mean, he's got both sides. Yeah, he's, he's, I say true moderate. He does have. He's like a lot. Sides. He's like a lot of people. Yeah, people are it, political views are complicated things. But he right? does. He does have some far left, and he does he have does. some far right. He does. I know of. Yeah. So I'm sure he's. Yeah. But he's, I mean, no, nobody's ever accusing him. People are always a right wing. Like Robert Kennedy Jr.'s right wing. <laughs> In what world? I mean, that's what's weird. I, again, I go back to my field. Yeah. I don't understand my field anymore. It's probably one of the reasons why, increasingly, I feel alienated in it. The um, did you send me that video, the Robert Kennedy video? I'm not sure. On the assassination, didn't you send that to me? I think I did. Yeah. So he was talking to Mike Tyson about it. Yes. Yeah. Like that video right there, how that's not being talked about blows my mind. Like that's the stuff I'm talking about. Like how do we let some of the biggest I mean, and well, if I mean, Robert, listen, Robert Kennedy Jr. is absolutely convinced that I'm convinced after that, watching that that Sirhan Sirhan was not uh, was not the person who killed his father. And if it was not true, right? This is my own, my own thing. If it wasn't true, you would have people come out saying that's not true. This is what happened. Nobody's saying anything. They just took the video down. I learned oh so much in that video coming from him. He is that's his dad. Yeah. So he's talking about it on the podcast. For those of you that didn't see it. He said Sirhan Sirhan came in the kitchen when he was leaving the uh, hotel. They were taking him back through the kitchen. He got within 20 feet of his dad. He had eight bullets in his gun, and all eight bullets are accounted for. Two were shot toward his father, 
both missed his father. One hit in a door jam. The other one hit one of the security guys in the head. Mm -hmm. So that's two. They immediately tackled Sirhan Sirhan. The gun was facing the other direction, and he unloaded all the other six bullets the other direction, and all six of them hit somebody. So none of the bullets that left his gun hit his dad. And then on the autopsy on his dad, he had close contact wounds from his back from a different caliber weapon that wasn't even the same caliber. The bullets that were in his dad were not even the same caliber of bullet that was in Sirhan Sirhan's gun. But nobody's talking about that. So he says this on a podcast, and instead of refuting it and said no, this is the official autopsy, this is the caliber of gun, whatever. Right. They just took it down. A podcast with Mike Tyson. I mean, with Mike Tyson, of all yeah. people. I mean, Mike Tyson's maybe one of the most interesting people on the planet. He's a beaut. I mean, he's fascinating. I saw him at the UFC fight last year. Yeah. Yeah, he's a beaut. But, yeah, I mean, just, I don't know. That same stuff, I guess I said all that to say this, was alien stuff. Like, just tell me, like, okay, if, you, if, it, if the guy's crazy, tell me he's crazy. But nobody's saying anything's crazy. They're just not covering it. They choose not to cover it instead of say, refuting the evidence. Yeah. That's, and that's where I think journalism is so different today. And I, my friend Josh Hendrickson was on Henry's guys last week. We'll stop, we'll stop with this. I think, yeah. he, I think he nailed it. Back in the day, certainly when I was coming up, you started at a small paper or a small TV station, and you worked up. And your goal was to get to the Washington Post, the New York Times, the Boston Globe, whatever, Los Angeles Times, Chicago Tribune. But to get there, you had to, you had to show your chops. Yeah, go through the minors. Yeah, you had to work your way up. Like you don't, you don't just become the head football coach at Alabama. Typically, you you got to coach other places first, right? Yes. Um, I mean, especially this next time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, but even but. All everybody, yeah. you, you don't. My point, even if you're not a head coach, you don't just you don't just leave your you don't just walk out of college one day at the age of 22 and go, hey, you don't roll. go from being a GA to a head football. Yeah, coach. Roll, roll tide. I'm 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 a coach of the tide now. No, it doesn't work like that. Roll tide. And so, but now young people in journalism are a lot more Ivy Leaguers. They they're activists. They came. They, they don't really. Their backgrounds not even in journalism. Really, it's just it's just different. And so I don't know. Maybe it's. It's like everything else. Instead of just stuff changes, people are, people are people are different. Anyway, all right, we'll be back on uh, Thursday with another edition of McCready and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. We're going to get through this week, and I think one more week, and then we're going to uh, get, get, take a little siesta. Take a little siesta. Get away from get away from it. Give ourselves a little bit of a break, and then get back and uh, dive into football. And SEC media days are like a week from. It's not quite a it's not quite a month from now, but it's like I made my reservation this morning. It's Where is it? Nashville. Okay, they moved it. Yeah, they finally moved it. Mm-hmm. You know, they had it in Atlanta once. They do a, didn't they do a College Football Hall of Fame one mm-hmm. year? Was that last year? Yeah. Okay. And then they they did Birmingham some, but I think they're going to get away from Birmingham. There's a Dallas rumor that's out there about media days moving it to Dallas. I think if you told me that next year it's in Dallas, I don't know this. But if you told rotate it though, huh? But if you told me that next year it's in Dallas to celebrate the Oklahoma Texas kickoff stuff, mm. I'd totally buy it. You can come. We'll we'll go out to the grassy knoll, solve everything. Oh, live show with a solving the JFK assassination. Solving the JFK assassination, right? Live there. show. Yeah, we'll get our man David Beatty to come out there and hang out with us. 
take us play by play. Yeah. That'd be a show. Run the Zapruder film on a loop. Yes. Yeah. All right, we've been brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, and zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. For Tyler, I'm Neil. Until Thursday, take care.